Our guest on the Baseball Happenings podcast this episode is Rob Friedman. You might be familiar with him as Pitching Ninja on Twitter. Rob also is one of the beneficiaries of a baseball card in uh, the 2020 Tops Allen and Ginter set, which is a monumental occasion here in the hobby. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you. Rob, I want to start out with how did the opportunity come about from Tops for you to get a baseball card in this year's 2020 Allen and Ginter set? You know, I have I have no idea. Actually, they just contacted me. It was really cool. Um, they, I, I mean, I guess Tops were folks at Tops were fans of my account on Twitter, and just said, "Hey, we'd love to have a card, you know, with you on it." I was like, "Holy crap, that is really cool!" Because you know, it's one of those things when you're a kid, you always wish you had a baseball card, mm-hmm. um, but you never thought it was going to happen. So yeah, I thought it was really. I mean, it was awesome. I said yes in about two seconds. Right. And who, you know, who wouldn't, um, you know, from the time that, uh, you know, they brought you in, um, did you have to keep it under wraps until it was officially announced? Um, you know what? I, they didn't like make me keep it under wraps. I think they like getting the hype on, on that stuff. I didn't do it until like, I actually got the cards. I didn't say anything because I, yeah, you just never know with this, the COVID stuff, it was going to be delayed or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just really cool. It was awesome to get like a like boxes of cards and have them, you know, signing them and all that stuff. It was it was pretty pretty uh, pretty cool. Can you take us through that process a bit? Because you know, <laughs> it's it's old hat for the major league players that you know have to sign them. You're used to doing this in front of the tops reps, but uh, how did that work that out? Did they send them to you and like they're like, all right, you have to film yourself? Or did they send a representative? How did that work out? So you, you actually have to sign like a, an affidavit saying that you signed them and have a witness mm-hmm. to you signing them. Um, so basically, you get all those cards. They tell you what to do. They give, they give you the uh, the pens to sign with, and you have to use you know, a certain color pen for certain cards, certain number of cards, and they, they just map it out really well. Um, but yeah, you have to. I mean, they, they take it all seriously. You no know, tamper seals and all that stuff on it. So uh, it's it's absolutely legit. It made me feel like a major leaguer. You know, and how did you play it to your son? You know, I know your son pitches, and you're like, here, you've been playing this game your whole life, but Dad's got a baseball card. Oh, you, you, I can guarantee you there was a ton of trash talk, and there still is. Like, I mean, he has a baseball card from back when he played at Perfect Game at PG National, mm-hmm. um, but it's not nearly as cool as my baseball card. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I definitely gave him a lot of crap about it, and uh, and you know I'm, I'm kind of I can be okay humble, but not on something like that. Right, I'm gonna be- brag like crazy because, like you said, you know this was something that you know as a kid every kid wished they had. And you know, speaking about as a kid, um, did you collect? And if so, or like who were some of your favorite players collecting growing up? Uh, I would say, like, way back when, it was folks like, like Tom Seaver, um, who just died mm-hmm. recently. I mean, he was definitely one of my favorites. Uh, you know, Nolan Ryan, really old school. And then newer guys, newer guys back then, kind of also that I collected. Even it's, I mean, Greg Maddox is a, obviously a top-tier yeah. one to uh, to collect. They got a Ricky Henderson rookie card somewhere, too. <laughs> It's a great, great looking card. You know, Top Sex, we done some uh, work this year with having artists reimagine classic yeah. cards. And 
that was one of them. So it's really been cool to see what the artists have come up with. Um, did you collect with your kids as well? Is that something that your kids got into? As they they did. Yeah, they did. And we have like a bunch of different sets, even like the USA team when Max Scherzer was on it, mm-hmm. have autographed cards from that. Um, yeah, definitely uh, encouraged my son to collect cards because it's just fun. Um, it's, a, it's a great hobby. You can learn a lot about the game and you learn about trading and you know, business stuff too around it. So there's a lot of good things that happen from from uh, card collecting. Sure. But yeah, it's I really you know come what? back around. That, yeah, you mentioned that Tops, the, the artist one. I, that got me back into buying and, and, and trading and just owning baseball cards again. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten a few of those, and I was just like, this is awesome. I have the Mariano Rivera, uh, the early first one that came out. I have uh, some Sandy Koufax's, Nolan Ryan's, Dwight Gooden. Um, yeah, because I was like, they are really cool. I thought it was, I mean, it, it got a lot of interest, I think. Yeah, I've interviewed a few of the artists. I'll have to send you over some of the interviews. They, um, they you know, they're, they're good people, and it's, it's cool to meet them because, like, you know, we weren't really familiar with them beforehand, and now they've really captivated a lot of interest, you know, through the work that, um, you know, they're doing with the, uh, you know, with the cards. One of the things for, again, the people who are like, this is their first time with a card, do you have a plan for, like, I'm sure people are going to start reaching out to you if they haven't already, like, when the cards hit, and they're going to be like, Rob, we want you to sign the card. Have you figured out how you want to work that out? Because I'm sure people are going to reach out and say, hey, we want to mail you the card to be autographed. You know what? I have, I've had a couple people ask me, and I don't even know what the, what the right thing to do on that stuff is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the protocol is. It's, you know, I'm, I'm apt to do it, but I don't want to like spend my whole day signing cards and mailing them and all that stuff. I mean, that's, that's kind of more than I'm, I'm into. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, most collectors know, usually send it with like a return envelope or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Look, I mean, I, I think it's just awesome to have a card. So if anybody else thinks it's really cool to have a Pitching Ninja card, God bless them. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, I, I want to encourage that. I'm not going to be the guy who's like, no autographs, please. I mean, right. shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding. You know, well, I mean, you know, you have a really large platform, you know, to push it. Over 240,000 followers right now as of uh, this taping on, you know, Twitter what's that ride been like for you you know on the way up you know watching your reach grow and and being you know followed and even consulted by uh you know current and former major league baseball players yeah you know it's something that i never thought of uh, it wasn't like a plan so uh i just put stuff out there because i had been coaching wanted to share stuff that i had learned uh coaching kids coaching travel teams coaching high school ball and as I kept learning more and more stuff, I'd just share it. And I'd ask a lot of questions. And luckily, I was surrounded by a lot of good people to ask questions to. Um, and my, my way of learning is to challenge other people and to see what sticks and to look at you know, what major leaguers do and compare it to what I'm hearing from folks and saying, well, that's not what this guy does. And um, so as I would do that, I'd put it out there. And people were like, wow, that's really interesting. And then I had major leaguers come back and say, hey, can you get me this pitch grip? Can you do this? What do you think about, you know, whatever? And it's funny because they would rather ask me than ask their team a lot of times. I just don't think they want to bug people or they feel like they're going to get told no or something. Um, so I'm always like, that's fun to me. That's a, that's a blast. So the whole thing's been a blast. Actually. Yeah, and how have you managed that? Because, you know, there's this growing debate 
especially like a lot of retired players are active on Twitter about, you know, the insiders versus the outsiders, you know, and you seem to grow in acceptance. Like you said that you've had people willing to, you know, come to you because you've like done the work and, you know, asked the right questions or quote unquote right questions. How have you managed that? Because there is some strife in that of like, well, only a pro could know because if you didn't play at that level, how could you know? That, yeah, and there are some things. So that's the other thing is I think both sides need some humility. So I can't tell you what it's like to be on the mound in a World Series. John Smoltz can. Um, so anything about that, I'd listen to. But pro guys, some some guys, the problem is the game is almost too easy for them and it's very hard for them to teach or to take it apart. And when the game is harder for you, sometimes it's actually easier to teach it because you had to learn it. So it's like Michael Jordan being a good coach. He probably could, couldn't be that great a coach because he expects so much out of somebody. He's like, well, why don't you just do a 360 here? Like, because I physically can't do it. So there are people that are just gifted that expect others to do it, and it's harder for them to, to teach, and maybe they take it for granted and don't look at the smaller parts of the game. The other thing is with analytics and stuff, I think a lot of the older folks did not have the ability. They didn't have it, so they all think that they got it done without it, so everybody should be able to. Well, they might have lucked into getting it done without it, or they might have been even better if they had it. So um, it's it, it's a fine line. I mean, you don't want to, like, to me, it's about players having some humility and fans and, and people that are coaching and all that having humility too to learn and listen to each other. Right. I think a lot more listening has to go on just in general, you know, yes. with, with the sport and everything else that's going on around it. Um, one of the things that you've been very innovative is, you know, using the technology and the footage and not to rehash something that's old, but, but to keep it in context, you know, you ran into a little bit with MLB a few years back uh, and, you know, and you've gotten over that hurdle. What changes have you seen MLB make with embracing social media? Because at the, the time a few years ago, they had such a restrictive social media policy that I felt like MLB shot themselves in the foot for like a really long time by being a little too tight with, you know, 10 second uh, clips of their own material. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think that's one of the areas where I feel like I've had kind of inadvertently the biggest impact because I was doing it. So I knew that I was in the best position to get them to change uh, because I was using it for coaching. I wasn't using it for like, the, so people wouldn't watch your games. I was, if anything, trying to generate more interest in them. Mm-hmm. So uh, what happened is after they, after they contacted Twitter and had my account suspended, they actually said, no, no, we like what you do. We just want to make it more official. And, I thought that was a big change, and, and it really changed the way they look at the game because they understand now when they have people talking about it and sharing clips and stuff, it actually makes people more interested in the game. and not It doesn't make them not get MLB TV. It makes them want to watch everything. Right, and I, I think that's something that they didn't really have a full grasp on for quite a while, and I, you know, I, I, hope they, I hope now like people like you have helped them like, hey – this can push it forward because I can show some like awesome things that people are doing on the mound, even if it's with the overlays or, you know, the, the crazy spin that guys have on a, a pitch, this is worth watching. Yeah. I think that that has, they, they've now changed their mindset on it a little bit. It seems, um, you know, I don't know what their official policy is, but they do seem to be sharing more clips and they don't seem to be coming down on people that 
that are doing stuff, as long as you're not, like, broadcasting an entire game or something. I mean, I understand that. Right. I mean, that but, used to come on the end of the broadcast anyway, right? You know, this is, right. uh, you know, not for reproduction. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's a fine line between just sharing it because you're a fan or sharing it because you're a coach and sharing it because you're trying to make money off their their stuff and rebroadcast it. I mean, that's a totally different thing. Yeah, definitely. Completely uh, agreed. You know, one of the things you've been able to expand into is the flat ground app and the flat ground bats. Um, and you've helped a lot of, especially pitchers, um, get exposure. You know, how have you managed to expand into that area and, and manage both things that you're doing? Um, it's, it's hard. It takes a lot of time. Um, but the, the big thing is, like, I just want to leave baseball a better place. And I thought having my kid play in tournaments and stuff, yeah, I can afford to take them to tournaments and to, to take time off work and do all that stuff. But a lot of families can't. And it makes baseball an exclusive club. And baseball shouldn't be a rich kid's sport. Mm-hmm. It should be available for everybody like it is in the Dominican Republic or other places where it's not about money. It's about how much you want it. Uh, but here it seems to be about like what bats, you know, $500 bats and $400 gloves and $3,000 travel teams and $2,000 showcases and stuff. And everybody's making money off it. And I was like, there's got to be a way to take my followers who are baseball coaches and schools and stuff and, and, and scouts and turn it for good. So I just, basically I gave everybody my Rolodex by tweeting them out there on flat ground and making sure that everybody had opportunity for free. Yeah, because, you know, youth sports, I think, is getting – I'm in that field, and I think youth sports is getting hamstrung, you know, a lot because the barrier entry just keeps going up and up, especially in baseball, as you referenced. And if you had a kid that went through it, which you did, like you can understand and appreciate, um, you know, by being able to make this available because there are so many kids getting priced out of the, you know, of the game. Um, do, do, you, yeah, do you see – do you see an eventual shift away from that, or how do you think baseball as a sport is going to adjust because it seems to be you know, run by these expensive travel organizations? Yeah, I don't see it going away. I think there's always going to be some of it, but there is going to be, as long as there's an ability to get seen for free, baseball is just more expensive than some other sports. I mean, you have to have a bunch of people with equipment, unlike a basketball where you just need a basketball. Right. Uh, basketball. So... You know, there, there's that, and then there's people. You know, there are people, in it, and they're not necessarily in it for bad. They're in it to make a living at the sport. So they, you know, they charge people money to make a living. But it, it keeps going up and up, and parents don't want to see their kids miss out. So they're wanting to spend that money. Yeah, that fear of missing out is huge. You know, my eyes opened up a few years ago when I coached in Perfect Game. I, this was like maybe three, four years ago, and I didn't realize all the money it took to take a team from New York you know, to go down there for whatever a week, week and a half. And, you know, you do the numbers and to take a team down there, it's like 20,000 if you want to like fly a team and a hotel and vans and, and hotels, it's, this is not cheap. And, you know, if teams do a few of these trips per year, you know, you easily could see how it becomes three, four, $5,000 a kid. And then, you know, you're trying to give the coaches something, you know, a, a wage that's going to make them take a few weeks out of their summer to travel. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's the problem is, is exactly that. And it's going to get, I mean, I don't know that it's going to get better, but yeah, I just don't know. So, you know, to wrap everything up, and I've been appreciative of your time, and um, how do you think, like, you being on the card is going to, like, affect 
your exposure to, you know, the greater baseball community who may not be familiar with your work? You know, that's, a, that's a great question. I mean, I, I've literally, since I, it hasn't come out, like, I haven't seen the impact yet. All I know is it's really cool. I mean, I hope that it has a positive impact and makes more people interested in what I do and understanding more, you know, and just more interested in the game itself. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm curious. Well, you know, we're going to see pretty soon once the product hits shelves. If people want to connect with you, what's the best way? I know that you're at Pitching Ninja on Twitter. How else can people find you online? Um, I'm also on Instagram at Pitching Ninja and on YouTube at Pitching Ninja Videos. Great. So, folks, look out for Rob Freeman's card in 2020. Tops, Allen, and Ginter baseball. And again, check him for uh, Pitching Ninja on uh Twitter, Instagram, and uh, like you said, on YouTube. Rob, we really appreciate your time this uh, evening. Hey, thanks for having me.